Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Movies, Films, and Flicks. I am Mark Hoffmeyer, and joining me, I think, are two people who are currently wearing active camouflage. It's Megan Hoffmeyer, and it's Adam Hodgins. <laughs> See, I knew it. Where are you? <laughs> Where... Should we be able to play the same gag? I, I thought, be quiet as long as we can. <laughs> you won't see us. I saw a right. laser beam that looked like a Reebok logo shooting into my chest, and I was like, oh, great, Megan's in here somewhere. I thought you might go for a Hot Predator Summer intro. Hot Predator Summer? Because <laughs> you know why they're here. Uh, so Heat and violence. The last mm-hmm. time I had you two in a room, not in a room, well, Podcast. recording <laughs> about a final fight, the episodes are normally 20 to 30 minutes. We went for 55 so, uh, yeah, no, that was lovely, but I think it's one of the all-time, like, Mark meltdowns on MFF. We're just like, guys! Oh, it was pretty I, epic. I have to edit this. Yeah. <laughs> you guys pushed and me to the my, limit. My argument, though, is if, if Megan and I and you go for mm-hmm. 55 minutes, you don't want to edit any of that out. Just, yeah. like, print it. It's just, it's Solid all gold. gold. Cut the check. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the witches, the witches, it's all gold. So... I want to thank you, Adam, for coming out. So Megan and I were originally going to talk about this final fight together in Predator 2 against uh, Danny Glover, played by, uh, wait, Mike, Lieutenant Mike <laughs> Harrigan, played by Danny Glover, and also for a little bit, Special special Agent Peter Keyes, played by Gary Busey, who should have been Schwarzenegger, and then the City Hunter, played by Kevin Peter Hall, who is returning from the first Predator. Actually, they're called Yautja. So it's Lieutenant Mike Harrigan versus the City Hunter. And I'm going to say something really controversial because this is my favorite final fight of the entire franchise wow and do you want to know why adam and megan bold statement i I want to know why but i also i also have a comment but go ahead (laughs) the okay it takes danny glover 205 seconds to defeat the drain pipe that he climbs down all right (laughs) now the final fight aboard the yautja spaceship takes 48 seconds for Danny Glover to defeat the City Hunter. So the main villain of this piece is the drain pipe that (laughs) Danny Glover, who is exhausted, he's really tired, he's talking to himself. He's afraid of heights. Afraid of heights. And birds. And he goes, this is what someone from The Guardian wrote. Danny Glover is seasoned cop Mike Harrigan, who, like Murtaugh in Lethal Weapon, is just too old for this stuff. Harrigan sounds out of breath every time he speaks sweats profusely, and is stuck with wearing an incredibly unflattering pair of middle-aged man slacks. He shouldn't stand a chance, yet you know that somehow he triumphs anyway. Watching him over the co- overcome the odds to best the malevolent creature is an absolute riot. He's like, and if Harrigan's screaming, that's right, a-hole, 
as happens, as he buzzsaws the Predator's guts out, it, it, like that is a heartwarming ending to a true underdog story. And that's why I love it. This isn't flexy Arnold, right? This isn't flexy Stallone. This is sweaty Danny Glover talking to himself, crawling slowly down drain pipes, going down elevator shafts, complaining, and then getting whacked by the Predator, tricking him, stabbing him in the gut, and winning. It is... <laughs> absolutely beautiful and it's one of the final fights that is a true outlier and it's unique in the action genre so i, I want to say like it, glover following arnold in a direct sequel was a bold move because it's a different it's a whole different kind of star whole different kind of character and i don't think in this movie he's doing the like you know i'm too old for this i think in this movie he's portrayed as like this you know kind of out there He's almost portrayed like Riggs is portrayed in yes. his weapon. His aggression right. is 40% above every right. the norm. Oh, yes. The, I love that about his profile that's on the screen. There's stats that talk about how yeah. aggressive he is. Yeah, it shines through. And But because of Lethal Weapon, you look at Danny Glover and associate him with, like, yeah, he's tired and old. And they even have the, the, the captain from Lethal Weapon in this movie as well. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like yeah. uh, Richard Donner's brother there. And so you you get a real Lethal Weapon vibe from it. But Arnold Schwarzenegger in the first Predator was such a, like, I'm physically strong enough to beat you kind of fight where this kind of, it was a slugfest. But this end fight was so long and, like, drawn out. And it was almost like a Rocky Balboa boxing match, which is like, I just yes. need to this until he wears himself out. Absolutely. Right? I mean, the Predator has to kill all the people in the meat factory. And he has yep. to blow up Busey, but then Busey comes back. And then the Predator gets shot nine times, escapes, and he gets tackled by Glover, gets its arm cut off, heals its arm in a bathroom, which is a beautiful scene, and then has right. to fight Dan. I bet you this city hunter is just like, come on. Like, who, <laughs> who is this? Like, even though he picked my Kerrigan. So in the beginning, the Yautja specifically pick, picks Harrigan to hunt, and that's when he goes after... You know, um, Maria Conchita Alonso goes after Bill Paxton, goes after Ruben Blades, goes after all yeah. of them. But I just love how, like, Busey could have called it a day. Or not, no, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Mike Harrigan could have called it a day. He could have just said, I'm done. Like, I'm good. I'm happy. <laughs> but instead he follows the Predator to his ship and kills it. And it's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. He 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 wants to see this through. And, you know, I, I think we get that way sometimes where – we can get fixated on something, and we, even though it's maybe not in our best interest to finish it out, we just like on principle, I need to I need to see this through. Yeah, when you're right? that persistent and you're forty percent more aggressive than most people, <laughs> you're gonna do this. Yeah, right? like it's it's a it's a weird it's a weird combination of of things going on. Um, but even the like, this gun's not big enough. You need a bigger gun. See, I was like, oh, they're really painting him as like this this tough guy mm -hmm. um but you can't be tougher than the schwarzenegger in the 80s you just couldn't be tougher absolutely and so you know, I, think, I think i think they played it right and i think that a lot of, a lot of things happened um so like you said the predator got shot a lot he got his arm cut off but you can see he was struggling as well he was doing the old man sweat thing yes in like the predator version like he had to use his respirator at one point in time yeah like get that like a little mass like get a get a shot of oxygen or whatever they breathe out in Yocha home planet to kind of get charged back up. So it, it was, it, it, he was also doing the Danny Glover sweat thing as well, just in a, in a Yocha kind of way. That's 
That's a beautiful point. And when, when Kevin Peter Hall, there's a documentary about this. Kevin Peter Hall said that his predator was kind of a wild boy in this. So maybe it was young and it like overexerted itself early. So then when the final chase, so like, you know, young fighters, the first time I ever boxed in a ring, I boxed for 90 seconds and I puked. So maybe this predator is kind of a wild boy and exerted everything kind of over, um, underestimated it's, it's, it's like the people that it's fighting. And then it had to get stuck with Harrigan chasing him. And it knew it had a fancy first aid kit with it. <laughs> yeah. Ex- you that know, could crush mirrors and tile and turn it into arms. <laughs> what a- Megan, can you tell me what you said after we finished this movie? How, how it made you feel? What did I say? You were like, this is gnarly. <laughs> what did you, what was you? I don't know. It was, um, was this the movie where I was like, it's more, it was very like aggressively, brutal yeah it's like a... i didn't expect that out of just a straight up action movie you know i expected it to be more you know yeah. action rah rah muscles all those things and it's quite violent like the deaths were very graphic i would look up at the screen and go oh my gosh yeah violent those oh. people are hanging upside down letting all their blood out or there's organs here or all kinds of gross as a father of a 13 or 14 year old <laughs> son who's really into the predator and that likes the idea of it and like this is the one that i'm like i don't think he's ready to watch it yet like of all the predator movies this is the most gnarly one where i'm like i don't think that one's that one's watchable quite yet and that's a great Mm -hmm. that's a great plan because i remember watching this when i was young as well uh the interesting thing about the first predator is it's bloody yes but it's just very actiony like there's not it's just dudes being blown up by an alien when you think about right. aliens, it's like it's sanitary just, yeah, action, like aliens, it's a bunch of Marines fighting uh, aliens who are killing them. Die Hard, a couple from a sub, aside from a couple scenes, it's a pretty chill action movie. I specifically, yeah. I don't remember much from my youth, but I do specifically remember watching Predator Two and just going, "Man, this is like when the bodies are hanging upside down." Oh yeah. That's... When the yeah. Jamaicans attack the penthouse. The the subway scene where Bill Paxton gets murdered. Oh yeah. I'm watching this movie and I'm thinking to myself, this is mean. And you know the director uh, who did this, he also directed um, Stephen Hopkins. He did Nightmare on Elm Street Five, which Freddie he likes the horror genre. And you know it's yeah. interesting too. Uh, I think you, you guys are gonna like this. He actually went on to direct Judgment Night, which is a hunting movie. Oh. And then he yeah. went on to direct The Ghost in the Darkness. Which is another oh. hunting movie. Mm. And then he went to do uh, 24, where he's always hunting people. Yeah, that's... So... I love The Ghost in the Darkness. Like, love that movie. Yeah, you've been ta- we got to do it. We've been talking about it for years, and I feel like I keep not doing it. And then you always bring it up. We need to do Beastmaster. Let's do Make Adam Happy series and talk Beastmaster <laughs> and Ghost in the Darkness. All of, all of large, giant, giant cats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. You know what's another great big cat hunting movie that we need to cover? Ghost ship. Ooh, and RRR. Mm-hmm. He hunts a big cat. Yeah, there's it... there's no cats. I was just saying it because we need to cover. Oh ghost yeah, we ship. do need to cover Ghost Ship. Yeah, I was like, wa- I don't remember the cat in that film, but maybe I'm not watching the director's cut. I was like, did I miss something? Is it? It's the special John Pogue edition. Yeah, we do need to cover it though because uh, John Pogue, who is on Deep Blue Sea the podcast, he's the director of Deep Blue Sea. He wrote it, so we're gonna cover Ghost Ship yes. on the show. We should. Do... You know how there's Shark Week? Yeah. We should do Cat Week, where we do Ooh. five episodes about big cats. Cat Month. Yes. So, okay, we'll do that. Ghost in the Darkness, Ghost Ship, 
<laughs> they can't be pretend cats. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure someone says the word cat. I'm sure there's a ghost cat somewhere. But Look, yeah. it's in the corner. You can't see it. Ghost cat. It's got Yaucha armor on. Why is there a laser cannon on a, a tabby cat? Oh, man. It's a flurkin. Oh, oh, there we go. Oh, goose. All right, we're going all over the place. Now, one thing I do like about this movie is you have the meatpacking plant attack where where Gary Busey and his crew, this is his first movie back after the car accident. So Gary Busey's back, and he has, I call them the khaki crew, Adam. The, the, his, his team. Of, what's up? Um, They are the khaki crew, and isn't Adam uh, Baldwin? Yeah. Adam Baldwin? A strapping young Adam Baldwin. Oh, yes. And he's, so exciting. He survives, too. And he just comes at the yeah. end and yells at him. Like, Adam Baldwin is one that, of those That's those his actors. character. <laughs> what? Adam Baldwin is one of those actors that looks like he's 42 years old, no matter what age he is. <laughs> yeah. So, like, when he was 23, he looked 42. When he's 60, he's going to look 42. Like, that's he just always looks 42. Yeah, I was going to say he looks very much like he does on Chuck. Mm-hmm. You know, he yeah. signed one of my Chuck Blu-rays and left and wrote a nice message when I was working Comic-Cons. Let's not get too crazy here, but I will segue and say he is the nicest celebrity I've ever met. Yeah, he's a, yeah super friendly. He gets it. Like, he knows fans are there. He'll chat with you. Yeah. You, know, you, you know what's crazy? Well, we'll get back to the movie soon, but sometimes you work with – I worked with a bunch of actors in my life and people at conventions. And I think people at conventions used to be much more surly because it was more of like a D-list, C-list, maybe sometimes a B-list. It wasn't until SDCC hit big. It wasn't until, you know, shows around the country, Walking Dead got big, that maybe A-listers started coming out. So for years, yeah. Adam and I, I think we worked with people who were quite grumpy because they kind of yeah. were there, not many lines. And so I was never used to people being nice to me. So whenever a celebrity was nice to me, I didn't know what to say. Like, hey, man, you want to chat? I'm like, bull. <laughs> like, I'm used to just getting a death glare, cool. telling, like, telling someone to get cream in their coffee. The weekend I met you, Mark, was the time I first saw a celebrity go above and beyond. And so <clears throat> I went to work at a convention just volunteering. Mark was running it. He very quickly promoted me to, like, the black shirt from the yellow shirt because he knew quality when he saw it. Yep. And Ray – if you remember if you remember this, but Ray Park was running late. Yep. And there was, like, a lineup at his booth. And then he stayed, like, after the show was done – to make sure everybody got to like hang out with them. He, remember he taught that kid how to do like a, a back kick. Yeah, he was awesome. And yeah, he had a class and he kind of missed some stuff, but he he realized he messed up and he totally went over and above and everyone was happy with it. Yeah, like, he was he was awesome. Like I hated staying late, but the way he was doing it, I'm like we can stay. Actually, I was just like Adam, Adam, you stay late because I gave you the black shirt. Now I can go. Yeah, the Mark shirt, was like, I'm gonna shirt. join the class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see me throwing back kicks? Yeah, uh, that sounds totally like it. <laughs> He misjudges it. Oh man, I just knock out Ray Park. <laughs> just that I would put that on my resume. I'd retire on that. Like you know, you know, Darth Maul caught him with a spin kick. You caught yeah. Darth Maul with a spin kick. What you can spin kick? Like that's the first question people ask. Who, Not, who taught you how to spin, spin kick, Darth Maul? <laughs> speaking of kicks, we just watched a movie called The Princess with Joey King. And she throws yeah. excellent front kicks in it, and in the movie's 80% violence, and it's very fun. I like that. Just letting everyone know. No, one thing I do like about this is I like him being this, – this city hunter being in this city because it kind of – like, I don't I don't like the camouflage, Adam. You know this. Like, I don't – Megan, you know this. I complain about it all the time. He goes invisible and has a laser blaster on its shoulder, and it can jump from tree to tree and is an absolute beast. So it's like – it's not like some guy sitting in a a kind of – 
like a, a hut waiting to shoot a turkey. Like this is a predator who is invisible with a shoulder cannon. Mm-hmm. So the hunts never like I, I've always been bothered about this, but I think this movie did a great job of of in the meatpacking plant short circuiting its gear and then having it lose an arm when it's about to blow itself up like a chump. So then it loses an arm. And then so, but Mark, what's up? Mark, Mark. You're, the reason the reason you don't like the camouflage is that I had I have my son and I just watched Prey. And so we were having this conversation and he was like a little upset because he's like, oh, man, like I was rooting for the predator. And I was like, but he's the bad guy. Like we <laughs> love predator creatures so much and the design so much that. We forget he's the bad guy, and the bad guys always need to be better equipped than the good guys because the good guys have to overcome the bad guys. But you're looking at the Predator from like, oh, it's kind of cheap, like he's invisible with a laser cannon. Like, yeah, because he's the bad guy, Mark. Like, it's, he's not being cheap. He is the bad guy. So I don't like it. But that's, what, <laughs> that's a great – Adam, that is a point that is wonderful, and what you said makes complete sense, and it's beautiful, and I respect it. I just for so like, I guess I I guess I just don't like Predator flaunting their kills. It's like, hey, there was a guy standing in the corner. I blew him up. Here's his skull. Like, <laughs> no, he wasn't even paying attention to you, and you blew him up. Villain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I get it. I just don't think the most impressed I've ever been with the Predator is in the movie Predators when I realized they have a scouting system that can catch and transport serial killers to hunting planets. That's a lot of logistics. Yeah. Yeah. Who's running this? There's like an entire... And they profiled these people? There's fuel. There's jets. There's... They have to They have to make the, the things that shoot them to Earth. Like, who's the scouting system? Do they hire humans? Do they have familiars like vampires do? So on this, Mark? What? This whole scouting system? Who we would scout? Yeah. Yeah. We've... we've, we've <laughs> it's a whole thing. And that's when you realize that the predators are... So... Is the scouting planet training for people that go out and hunt on other planets? Is it like if you graduate at the training planet, do you get to go to Earth or to wherever else? I imagine it's like boot camp or Quantico. Don't you have to pass a bunch of tests and you have to pass yeah. boot camp? So Yeah, I think that the, the hunting the, – the, the predator planet is, is like training. It's training. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then once you pass that, once you've killed somebody, but not Eco UA from The Night Comes for Us because he's just too much – Listen to the episode right. that Adam and I recorded. But yeah, so – but with this one though, I like – yes, the Predator is bigger, it's better, it's meaner, and the hero has to overcome it. But I like how this hero, Her- uh, Harrigan, is just so tenacious that he just wears this poor thing down. Like I felt yeah. bad for the Predator towards the end because like Harrigan is just not going to stop. And also I want to say there's a scene where, where – uh, Danny Glover is putting on his shirt, and he's ripped in this movie, but I think they did their best to hide it. Because he's yeah, not they, as ripped as Arnold, so they put him in, like, dad pants. Yeah, they gave him the Indiana Jones costume. <laughs> no. They, this sort of covered up his muscles. Because they're like, well, yeah. he's he's huge. He's a gigantic guy, but he's not Arnold. You lose track because he's next to the Predator so much how towering Glover actually is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. It's like, a, he's a big... It's a fair fight between them towards the end. I like that they lose the arm... It's a, I think it's a good I think it's good screenwriting the way they build towards the final conclusion of this. And I don't know, Megan, I saw this in 90, 91, 92. And, you know, Mark's 10-year-old brain, I was pretty confused about this movie because I'm like, this isn't Predator. 
but I loved, I've always loved it, the kind of underdog Danny Glover going through here. Like, I guess I've loved that every, I always like the underdogs in movies too, like Kurt Russell and everything pretty much. But uh, I don't know, I just love this fight. And I, I have a question for y'all. Uh, Megan, what skull or item would you like to see in that trophy case on the Yelcha, on the Yelcha ship? Oh, okay. Smaug? <laughs> How's that for an answer? That would take up its own. It's fine. It could be its own ship. That'd be amazing. Flying around in Smaug skull. They they fly around with Smaug? Yes. As a hood ornament. On the dashboard, just bobbling up and down. Why not? Little wings flapping. Oh, That's pretty good, Adam. What do you got? I don't know if I can beat Smaug. That is... So, 1990? Yeah. 1990? Who would I like to see? So I'd like to see it wouldn't be a skull. It would be the empty suit of RoboCop. Oh. Like RoboCop's helmet, but the but the mm. flesh is all gone. That's really good. Just the suit. Just the suit. Oh, that's really good. I would want uh, like an 8x10 signed headshot of Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right, because that's a valid answer. This. It's very Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it's like, like Johnny Cage. Johnny going around giving out ch- headshots. <laughs> hey, uh, Patrick Swayze, can you sign this for me? I'm a big Roadhouse fan. And right. Patrick Swayze is think... like, great outfit, man, great outfit. Do you think that Dalton could tear a throat out of a, uh, a Yocha? Yes. Okay. <laughs> we don't need to discuss it any further. Just mm-hmm. yes, they, yes, the answer. So, in Roadhouse, Megan, he mm-hmm. fights this guy. You, I don't know if you've seen the final fight, but he rips his throat. He rips a guy's throat out. Of his out of his neck. Uh, obviously, you couldn't rip a throat out anywhere else. Which is a very predator move. So maybe it's part of the predator universe. But the problem with Swayze is he doesn't go looking. Like he's not going to show up with guns, mm-hmm. right? He's not gonna. The predator's going to see him. And he's like, this dude's pretty zen. Like I respect him. The predator's going to have to goad Swayze, like gaslight Swayze, into a fight. He's not going to read him as a threat. Yeah. So he's going to have to make him a threat. Mm-hmm. Like I mark, because nobody wins a fight. <laughs> be nice until you don't have to yeah so like, I bet you the predator would kill Sam Elliott and then oh, yeah. and then Swayze would fight him in the rain do you think the predator would also have obnoxiously loud parties next door <laughs> <laughs> just his ship running disco disco uh, would, the yeah. pred- would the predator spy Dalton like spy on Dalton when he's doing his tai chi I think he'd look at him and be like, that's not a threat. He's just dancing in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> just dancing in the backyard? That's on his report that he sends home. Not a threat. Dances in backyard. It dances in backyard. So I want everyone listening knowing that. And Megan, we did an episode called Steel Dawn, Adam and I. That's probably back in the 100s. And they hired Swayze to be a Mad Max type character who was a sword fighter. But Mad uh, Swayze had no time for training. So they're like, well, you're a good dancer. So they ended up having Swayze with like the cheapest sword possible doing dance fights with these sand creatures. And so it's just Swayze doing a lot of spins. Yeah. I think I'm going to watch that tonight now. Yeah. It's lovely. (laughs) should go look up some clips on YouTube. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. No, watch it. So, Meg, what were your favorite parts of this fight? I like the the way that Harrigan ends the Predator, the City Hunter, with the circular saw thingy in the gut 
It's it's a bit of a cheap shot. He fakes him out, makes him underestimate him. It mirrors um, a cheap shot that the predator pulled on him in the meatpacking house. So that was very nice. Uh huh. Cheap shot for a cheap shot. Mm hmm. He guts, but. So is that blade sharper, Megan? Because earlier the predator got shot nine times. Yeah. And then it gets a gut shot by its own blade. So maybe its own blade is special steel. Yeah, I would think so. Because those are human bullets, right? The one Mark, we know from we know from this movie that the predator metal is unlike anything on Earth. Yeah, you're right. It's very sharp. It's very hard. And it's, so yeah, it's 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 not steel. It's some yaucha metal that's incredible. Ah, oh, crap. Because they do say that in the movie. Yeah. And then that guy gets killed. Going this to movie it. arc is flawless. <laughs> in the movie. One of my other favorite things about this fight is how the other group of predators, after they let him go, they're just ready to take off in their ship. They are not waiting around for him to like walk out nicely. Yeah. If he has to run his ass out of the ship so he doesn't get blasted and he ends up diving over something. Yeah, he almost dies. It's hilarious. They're like, get out of here. Here's a gun. Run. Right. And it brings up questions about Prey, but is that a spoiler? Um, I think that if people are listening to this and they haven't watched Prey, um, then they're listening to the wrong podcast. Yeah, that's true. Watch. Prey's wonderful. you got to see it. Now, Prey is fantastic. on a scale of 1 to 10, Adam Prey is and Megan, fantastic. what would you give the Khaki Cruise plan on a scale of 1 to 10? <laughs> So here's the thing. It's a 10 out of 10 plan for what they know, hmm. right? With, with the information that they have, it's a flawless plan. They didn't know he had multiple vision spectrums. Yeah, that's true. So, you know what I mean? Like, the abuse did what he could. Yeah, it didn't seem bad. I mean, they seemed to be working off of... They, were, they had more knowledge than a lot of other people, and they were trying. I do find the... The scan when they're watching Predator on the monitors and they're like, we're tracking the scent molecules. I don't know. It's just hilarious. It made hilarious. It made me think of what if the Predator farts? <laughs> Wait, oh. he just got bigger. That needs to be an MFF t-shirt. What if the Predator farts? <laughs> the t-shirt's blue and then you see the outline of the Predator and like a cloud behind him. <laughs> what is that? Um... Hey, Khaki Crew, what is this? Did he just fart? Abort, abort, he farted. Abort. I mean, to be fair, Busey does say that if we corner it, it'll sell, do a self-destruct and blow itself up. So they they can't just they can't just corner it. They have to totally surprise a thing and freeze it, and then right. capture it and then use right. its science. Yeah, they have managed to collect some good intel. Yeah, just I mean, not all of it, obviously. I guess it is good intel. And then Busey is basically indestructible because he takes a full-on explosive to his face. <laughs> With a very large explosion. And then I do like that, uh, you know, he comes back later on and then just gets sliced in half and his body never lands. I remember watching that in 91, 92. I'm like, where does upper half go? Well, the the meat from the cows never lands either. It's just all, everything is sliced. Yeah. So it just hangs out in the air. Yeah. It's yeah. like space. It all just drifts off. Whoa. The, mo yeah, the molecule blaster blade. Ooh. <laughs> I like that. It changes it changes you on like a, a genetic level. You know what my favorite part of this fight is? Hmm. What? When the predator punches that door open. <laughs> no, that's a good part. The best part of this movie, no, best part of this final fight is Danny Glover going, "Oh damn birds!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How tall it's is such this? A 
it's such a tense moment. And then these like classic bird pigeon gag. And then Daniel takes the time to like audibly say like, oh, damn birds. <laughs> and he goes, now where the hell am I? Yeah. Why can't he stay on the ground? He's doing some A plus talking to himself. Yeah. The more I watched it, the more endearing he gets. Just all of his yeah. chatting with himself. But again, I think he has like a mountain to climb, especially in 1990, with not being Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like this is a, a direct sequel, right? And like, I don't think there's ever been someone as successfully to follow up Schwarzenegger with a direct sequel. Yeah, that's tough. It's it's a totally different movie, brand new characters, completely different setting. Even the, I do love the intro though. You think they're shooting in the jungle, then they shoot to L.A. That's yep. a good intro. But yeah, he it was an uphill battle. But I, I, I Glover, I think, was really happy to take it because he's like, this is a chance for me to have a different role. So right. you're right. He wasn't the I'm too old for this, you know, family guy. He was super angry, super pissed. He and his crew had, like, laser pointers on all of their guns. Uh, they were Lasers just, were a big deal here. <laughs> they just looked. They had all their lasers. They had all the, When they get out the elevator, they're posing. Like, this is You can see why he took it. Because he is the hero here, and he's the one who fights the Yaucha at the end and wins. So it's clear why he took it. Okay, question for you, Mark. If you could wave your cameo wand, would you rather put Dutch in this movie in the Busey role or Glover in Predators in the um, the Crazy Man role? Oh, Predators, because Dutch just overpowers it. Like right. Dutch, Dutch would it wouldn't have become Glover movie. It would have been called, it would have been it would have been double Dutch. His right. role would have been doubled. But in Predators, I love Lawrence Fisher, but he slows Predators down to basically a halt when he shows up. So at least you'll have the the cameo of Harrigan on the plane gone crazy, and then he tries to kill the people, which would be a double shock. So that would right. make it infinitely more interesting. What about you? No, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I think that, especially in 1990, Schwarzenegger in this film steals the show and it becomes a wait for that scene. Whereas Glover in Predators, I think it's enough time has passed that most of the audience would be like, oh, who's that guy? Who's one of the old ones? Oh, yeah, good call. Right? What about you, Meg? Do you want do you want Glover in Predators or Arnold in Predator 2? Yeah, I agree with you guys. Yeah. I think that would be better. I like what Adam said about, you know, it's more of a cameo that way. It's more special. Yeah. Later on. It's not just more Arnold. He wouldn't have yeah. done this in 90. Like in, in in 90, he was still T2. He was True Lies. They wanted him with like white hair and a scar on his face. Mm. Arnold right. wouldn't have done that. No. It would be sweet, though. He didn't do that until maybe, what, end of days? Where he started going like, I'm kind of old. Yeah, end of days is pretty – anyways, we're not going to get into my opinions on end of days because <laughs> – we need to stick stick to Predator Two here, but I do think that there was like a, it was almost a comedy beat when he was fixing his arm with the drywall and the mirror and all that. Like it, it, there was almost a, almost a laugh played for there in the middle of this very intense, you know, knuckle dragon fight. He goos himself for five minutes. I have to agree. I mean, it's kind of funny, and also it speaks to how advanced that they are that they know what mirror and tile are composed of in order. To know that it goes in their arm mixture. Yeah. yeah. Does it yeah, take no. Buckshot out of their body? I think it... No, it don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like magnet goo? It is magnet goo. Um, 
but no, there's been there's been other predators that have taken m- more point blank range gunshots to more different body parts and have survived. Yeah, that's true. So history tells us that this guy was still doing pretty good. Man, cheating. Yeah, he gets, che- he gets shot nine times. He's the bad guy. <laughs> he's the bad. That's the T-shirt, Mark. He's yeah. the bad. This would be a two-hour episode, Mark. He's the bad guy. Come on. But I got. This is what I. I, I guess going back to what I said, before, like in the beginning, what I love about this fight, and I keep saying it, but it's just. Can Can you think of any final fights like this where, just the hero in 1990 following a Schwarzenegger movie? Right, Meg? It's just sweaty. And... Go on for like 45 minutes? Yeah. No, I can't think of any. Megan and I sat down, Adam, and we're like, let's watch the final fight. It's 30 minutes. <laughs> so this final fight is exhausting. <laughs> yeah. When you watch Predator 1 final fight, it's like you, you're like cheering. It's like a boxing match. You're like, yeah, get him. By the end of this, you're like, oh, my goodness. Like, are we, are we, like come on. Like, like you, you go on the journey with um, Harrigan. That's a great point. Yeah, and you feel it. Yeah. Ooh, he's the surrogate for us. He and is even when sur- you think it's over because he's killed the predator and then he gets the target on him because there's more of them, you're like, it's not over? Yes. And right? then it's still not over because he has to run out the plane. And then it's still not over because he has to come out the dust. It just keeps going. You can tell a horror guy did this, right? Where. Right. <laughs> Glover's kind of the final, uh, not girl, but final guy of the movie. He's even wearing a tank top, which a lot you, of the final <laughs> girls in horror movies wear. So, do you think the the dust on his face at the end was an homage to the mud on Schwarzenegger's face? Well, he doesn't fight anybody. He just sort of is. I, I, just, I, I see where you're the, going. But I just, I just think it was like him the, just being dirty. The, the the last shot of the two heroes is almost identical. Yeah. And there is a chopper, but he doesn't get on it. No. He's but, to get to it. <laughs> Baldwin does it. Yeah. Yeah. I love this movie. Watching this again, I remember feeling like it's it's not a nice movie. It's called a horror detective mystery film. It's mean right. and it's mm-hmm. bloody. And like you said, the final fight is thirty minutes and you go on this journey with him and you are exhausted. And there's just he's the final guy in this so, show. My biggest memory of this movie um, and and you guys know my mother. She is the sweetest lady on the planet. And uh, <laughs> we rented this in 1991 because I was like, Predator 2, I got to see it, Dad. And he's like, okay, so then we'll rent it. So that was one of our, like, you used to, like, rent a movie and the whole family would watch it together because it was uh, an event. And so my mom is, like, so trusting and naive and was, like, so so trusting that it starts up. And my dad says, oh, this is based on a true story. And my mom goes, oh, okay. And gets like very, very <laughs> invested. And it was like 20 minutes in. She's like, this isn't a true story. <laughs> oh, very upset that his his trust was was abused in that moment. I'm kind of bummed that there's no Jamaican drug, drug lord named King Willie whose skull goes up on the predator's wall. Right. I mean, I guess those those uh, cartel gunfights go on for quite a while in the beginning that you could be, maybe be like, oh, it's sort of documentary-like. It's, yeah, it's like, I guess things are pretty rough in the States right now. You even have people filming. It feels very almost uh, robocopy. There's no satire there. But wow, it does... California, not going there on vacation. <laughs> L.A. is a hellscape in, <laughs> in Predator 2. It's, yeah, it is. 
Yeah. It's very much like halfway between reality and Judge Dredd. <laughs> oh, that's a great point. Who wins, Dredd or Harrigan? Oh, man. Stallone Dredd, Urban Dredd, Robert Harrigan. Meg, who wins? Demolition Man. Demolition I think... Man wins. Demolition Man wins that fight. Okay, that's, that's exactly right. <laughs> no, that, that's the perfect answer. Demolition Man. Yep, Demolition Man comes in. Like, you're on TV. And last thing, I just want everyone to know, Bill Paxton's in this movie. And in this film, he is killed by a Yautja. In Aliens, he is killed by a Xenomorph. In Terminator, he is he's hit. We don't know if he dies, but he is hit. He He dies. dies. Okay, he dies. So he's died. But get this. Oh wait, this is Lance Hendrickson. Never mind. Let me go back. In in Aliens, Bishop (laughs) Bishop is torn apart by a Queen Alien. In let's see, AVP, Lance Hendrickson is killed by a Yautja. In Terminator, he is killed by a Terminator. In Hard Target, he's played by JCVD, who did play the Predator briefly. Oh. Mm. Wow. It's deep. Wow, that's deep. Adam just passed out. <laughs> I did. All the blood. Dude, hard, target, hard Target is so good. Hey, do you want to talk about it with us? I owe a, uh, an episode. Uh, the, the, the folks at Kino Lorber were awesome enough to send me one of their awesome 4Ks, so I, I owe them an epi- a podcast episode, which we've been meaning to get around, but it's so beautiful. So if you want to join can us I for the, a hard target episode. I think the whole thing as um, Walter, Walter Brimley's like French um, Cajun accent. If you don't, I will be furious. When I think about that movie, all I can think is, no, a gator ate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love that movie. Oh, it's, and then the, the great – I think one of my favorite action moments of the 1990s is when Jean-Claude Van Damme pulls it back his duster. What's that? To, my hip is a gun. <laughs> to not show a gun but his hip and his leg because his leg is essentially a gun in that movie. Uh, that's the second best moment in that movie. The first one is when he punches that snake. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> and there are scenes in Hard Target where he shoots the villain six times and then he kicks him in the head. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was the prototype John Wick. Oh yeah, but Did, also, didn't we watch that with my dad? And he was just staring at the yeah, movie, and I, he couldn't do anything else. I always like it when when my father-in-law watches an action movie he likes because he just won't get up. He'll just sit, like if we're playing darts, we won't finish that dart game. Like we were watching Ambulance, and he was glued to the couch. Um, you put on a Scotty Atkins movie, he's not moving for two hours, so it's lovely. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. But hey, uh, hey, tell him about Go Figure and. Um, uh, tell them about your channel. I hope I wrote. Yeah. Uh, like, tell us. How, like, we watched. What episode did we watch that we really liked? Uh, making the outfits for. Oh, we watched one and Megan was like, oh, Prince the, of Thieves. The, uh, the Robin Hood one? Oh, yes. yeah. That one's cool. Yeah, people are. People love that one. I think I think using soft goods was like a, a, a huge thing. People got a lot of comments on that one. But yeah, no, uh, go figure. We just we take old toys and we uh, fix them up and do custom stuff and just. Essentially, our, our idea is to take toys that would be thrown into the garbage and make them display display shelf-ready again. So we do that a lot. We have a lot of fun. There's actually an episode dropping tomorrow morning, so it'll be out by the time this is out, um, where Mark is a guest, where we race all the uh, top cars from the 80s and 90s action figure lines. Oh, I'm so excited. I know I lost, but I'm excited. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you who wins, Mark. Um, but I'll say your choice. your choice was bold. <laughs> 
that's my style, man. I'm uh, Austin Powers when he gambles. Like, you hit five. You want another card? I'm good. I'll... Would, would you say that you let it ride? I let it ride. You let it ride. Uh, um, but I also did, as, as like a little homage to you, um, so Mark picked the um, Masters of the Universe Battle Ram vehicle, but I, I didn't put the regular He-Man on it. I put a custom Dolph Lundgren version of He-Man on it. Oh, Ooh, that's, that's pretty like, good. That's what Mark needs. Hey, that's, that's the that's what he needs. Do you have a Kurt Russell Stargate figure? I do have a Kurt Russell Stargate figure. Whoa! All right. Well, it's a talk. How's that? How's that? Yeah. Well, it's a talk. <laughs> so we so right yeah. now we have seventy thousand episodes lined up, but we got to do Soldier vs. Universal Soldier, Hard Target, and then Cat Week. Then Cat Week. And then Dora. I'm very Cat Week. So Cat Week will be Beastmaster, Ghost in the Darkness. We can cover the new Idris album movie. Oh, that Idris! Be, that could be like the 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 final, the finale. Be us doing that one right away. I mean, so that would be. Should we do um, what was that uh, Drew Barrymore movie where she like had a, a cat's eye or something? Uh, oh, the Stephen the King adaptation. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no. We could do that. Oh, no. <laughs> Jumanji has cats. <laughs> Garfield. Not Pet Cemetery. Not Pet Cemetery. What was that no. cat movie we watched? Um, oh, Sid. Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. Mark loved that, it. He was engrossed. Can, I gotta tell you, Adam, <laughs> watching Tom and Jerry, it pulled me in. I have, I have never been pulled like one hand the last five years. I sat there watching Tom and Jerry just transfixed. You have Michael Pena. You have Chloe Grace Moritz chatting with cats and mice, and I, I just didn't know. What, at a hotel. At a hotel, and it's just the strangest <laughs> thing I've ever seen, and it, I was transfixed. I was Megan's dad for a couple hours. I couldn't watch it. I had the same. I had the same effect when I was watching the new Chip and Dale movie. Oh, I love oh, that movie. It's so much fun. I did not know what I was gonna watching. Like into it, I was like E.T. versus Batman. Like, what is happening right now? And and I was I was sold out right away. I was just like I'm in I'm in for this ride. Ugly Sonic. Um, but for the Ugly Sonic, but for the fifth Cat movie, do you guys remember the movie? Which the one? Old Disney movie, the Cat from the Cat from Outer Space. I've never oh, seen yeah. it. Oh yeah. Oh, there is that darn cat. With yeah, Christina yeah, Ricci and Doug, Dougie Doug, which is no, a remake. No, not the. No, you don't do the remake if you do that darn cat. You do the original. <laughs> right. <laughs> The cat from outer space had a collar that could make him talk and fly. Yes. I think we should rewatch that one. Wait. It, I remember it being bananas. It's the sixth day has a cat, and you wanted to cover that. I did. I did want to cover that. You probably talked to me about that two years ago, and we're like, yeah, let's do it. And then we picked about 14 others. We have such like a back catalog of ideas that it, we, we can podcast forever, Mark. Yeah. Like When we're the apocalypse be, happens, we're still going. We're going to be retired. When movies are fully interactive, like you go there, you put a, a, a plug in the back of your head, and you play out the main character in the movie. That's what it's going to be. Whoa. And we're going to be talking about that darn cat. <laughs> and we'll be popular. We'll be the analog crew. Well, absolutely. But we'll still keep up every with all other, the new references, so people are like, what? Every other podcast will be a completely three-dimensional interactive format, except ours. We'll be like, no, we're just going old school. I'm calling a Mark episode. Um, you don't have to do it with me, Adam, but I need to do Tom and Jerry. I need to unload some things. <laughs> oh no, I I'm down for Tom and Jerry. We can we can put that into Cat Week. It could be another Peter Rabbit episode for us. Oh no. 
I, I would love to see. Okay, I will do Tom and Jerry with you, Mark. Only if, only if we both make one minute training montage videos like put on my Go Figure channel for us getting ready for Tom and Jerry. I'll do it. I'll do it. I think that's. I have my cats. I'll work out with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'll buy a mouse. It's like, I was training. You better do yeah. a ghost. Stella might kill you. Yeah. Ghost curls. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm down for this. All right, I'll make it. I will do it. Adam, are you going to use your cats, too? Um, I'm going to probably put CG cats into my video. <laughs> I just want to up the production value a lot. Oh, yeah, that'll look great. So we'll prep for it. No practical effects? Put it up no, on YouTube. Also, I'll post it. At, like, 27 pounds. I'm like, I don't want to curl this thing too often. It's going to be too heavy. And I teach film, too, so I better shoot something pretty good. Yeah. Uh-oh. I'll, just, for that week. I'll borrow a camera from school. <laughs> Mark, that's what are you filming? Was, Tom and Jerry video. That that was like episode one of Breaking Bad. You just borrow some stuff from school. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it all begins. <laughs> and that's how I started my Tom and Jerry podcast. The well, Tom and Jerry minute. The, oh. we, we've, gone, we've gone from Predator to Tom and Jerry and everything in between. How about that? All right, this is great. Well, thank you for joining me, both of y'all. It's been a blast. I haven't seen you, any of you, for the entire episode, except for once when you passed out. But other than that, you guys, that, your cloaking units are pretty great. Thanks for but... having us on right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, I know, we're, I know we're saying goodbye. In the Cat Week, okay, Megan, so the three of us are doing the Cat Week episodes. I challenge yes. you, between you and me, Megan, okay. we can put more meows into our podcast oh, no. tenure over the Cat Week. Oh my gosh, Mark will kill us. I, yeah, the, I'll do it anyway. <laughs> I released that Peter Rabbit episode. That's two hours. That gets really dark. So I'm down for anything. <laughs> Adam right. and I did an entire episode where we we picked what candies we would put on our fists during a fight. Yeah, it was it was delicious. No, but that's a great idea. I live on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> it's dangerous, but the view is great. Did you say you're a cliffhanger? <laughs> yes. Oh, perfect. Oh. Well, hey, thank you all so much, so much for joining me. Been the best. All right, so for me, Mark Hoffmeyer, for Megan Hoffmeyer, for Adam Hodgins, this is Movie Sons of Flicks. We'll see you next week. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.